Welcome to the Sales Prospector Show, supported by Lease A Sales Rep, an Inc. 5000 company, helping our clients grow sales by securing guaranteed appointments, qualified leads, and guaranteed contracts for their services and products across the U.S. I'm your host, Gil Pagan. You can find us at leaseasalesrep.com and also on all the major social media channels. Today, I have the privilege and honor of interviewing Shayla Dolan, who is head of content at Business Intelligence, a Business Insider Intelligence. She's a freelance uh, writer, blogger, does a newsletter, and does stuff on the website for uh, Business Insider Intelligence. And I'm looking forward to this conversation. She brings a lot of experience in the B2B side and writing and blogging and doing articles and I love uh, how she writes and that's how I came across her and I get her email somewhat daily I think it is. Uh, Shayla, is yeah. it daily? All right. Weekdays, oh. weekdays and Saturdays. So I see her I see her um, her face on my emails uh, every day. Um, not on the weekends. I don't do stuff on the weekends but during the week uh, I actually get a chance to read some of her her great writing. Welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Uh, uh, you're welcome. Looking forward to chatting with you and, and providing some, uh, some uh, good value to you know, our listeners. So tell us what you do um, during the day at uh, Business Insider Intelligence. Give us a, a day in the life of Shayla. So Business Insider Intelligence, I don't know how many people are familiar with it. It's, it's under Business Insider, but it's actually our subscription research service. Mm-hmm. So we cover all different verticals and how they are being touched by digital transformation, basically. So fintech, payments, um, digital media, e-commerce, transportation and logistics, any way that you think tech is affecting these with, you know, Bitcoin and self-driving cars. Um, that's what we cover. So I start my day by publishing actually what the researcher, so we have our paid service, our researchers send out an email to our subscribers. So what I like to do is I take what I think are the lead stories from that day and I will publish them on our site. Um, If we have a new report that's come out, I will sometimes write an article. We call it a teaser, really just teasing our paid subscribed content to try to drive people to sign up. So throughout the day, I'm posting on the site as well as I'll write social copy to post those articles on LinkedIn and Twitter as well throughout the day to kind of entice people to learn more about, um, you know, what our paid subscription is all about. Um, We have hundreds of research reports, um, a daily newsletter for each of those verticals. Um, We come out with case studies, chart posts. um, So there's a lot you can get. So throughout the day, I'm teasing out that content, either by publishing on social or writing articles. Um, And then at the end of the day, our newsletter goes out at five. So those same lead stories I've picked and I've been promoting on social throughout the day, I'll write up a recap and then our free newsletter. So that's our free newsletter that goes out again, teasing our paid content to try to get some subscribers and some report sales ultimately. Mm, okay. Okay. So when you say you have, so you have a free, a free service, um, yep. you have a subscriber service and you have these teaser articles that come out to try to drive, um, mm-hmm. conversions, let's say, right. In the marketing space to yep. your paid uh, service. So what does the paid service cost? Um, so it is 24 95. That's 
2,495 for an annual subscription. So it's a bit pricey, um, but we sell, we are, we work in two ways. We sell corporate subscriptions, which um, I don't think I can say the name of some of our clients, but large banks type would be an example of a client um, or a large telecoms company who are using our research in their day to day um, through in an entire department, um, as well as individual subscribers who might be someone who is a decision maker in their role at their company, although their company might not have a subscription yet. A lot of times we hope that we can entice an individual subscriber to spread the word to, uh, to tell their company. Um, but so that would be our top tier. That's an all access subscription. Um, and then we do have lower tiers of, if you only want to get the newsletters, that's four ninety five. Um, we are coming, we're in the process of developing some middle tier products where you can sort of pick and choose the services that you want. If there are a couple industries that interest you, but not others. Um, so we're kind of developing that now, but we do um, run promotions if you subscribe to our emails. Um, so you can stay tuned for some updates about that. Oh, no, that's great. So how do you choose uh, a story or what to write and on what day do you uh, help take us through that process and how that works? So sometimes it's more straightforward than it would seem. Um, sometimes it really just is if our research team has published a new report, then that is what we're hyping up at the time. Um, other times I'll be making a uh, specific effort, I would say for SEO purposes, we work sort of, um, we partner with someone to help our SEO. So there might be specific articles I'm writing specifically to get more eyeballs on a certain um, article that we're really trying to push. Um, other times we do keep track of in general, which verticals um, are performing best or what might be hot right now. Um, you know, for example, digital health right now that we've seen so far in January. So things like wearables, the new Apple Watch and how it can take your electrocardiogram. Um, so there's certain topics. Sometimes it's a topic. Sometimes it's something that's timely in the news. Um, but we're sort of tracking um, we're tracking how different content is doing across different channels so we can see, okay, well, everyone was really clicking on this one, so maybe we got to ham it up and write more about that. Um, so sometimes it'll be as straightforward as the XYZ report came out, so now we have to write an article for it. Other times, I guess if, it, if it's a little bit slower and I'm looking like, hmm, what should I write today? Then we take a look at, okay, what's been doing really well, we should double down on, or is there something that's not doing as well that maybe we can make some changes to it um, to improve it? I got it. So uh, looking at some of the emails that I have gotten and uh, the most recent ones about the increase in price in Netflix, right? Mm -hmm. So that was, uh, you know, across all the news channels, for example, meaning Wall Street yep. Journal uh, was an email blast on various um, technology platforms, TechCrunch. It was all over the place. So mm -hmm. you wrote something around that. And then another one was a, a Google Assist Connect, um, something around that. And, you know, the Google is doing something with Assist Connect. So uh, mm -hmm. I was, and then I went through some of your content. It really is, you know, across the board. Clearly B two B, right? Um, B two B, but but in so many different verticals. And on our website, I think you probably saw it already. At least a If you go to blog, you'll see that 
we wrote an article and we we cited an article that that uh, Shayla wrote. Um, and, I didn't uh, see that. I'll have to look for that. Yeah, so there's a link there on the article. Um, oh, amazing! So, Thank you. Yeah, yeah. So we we look at the information and then obviously we'll put our own um, you know spin on it and, and the like and cite the article so people can go there and get more information and mm -hmm. the like. Uh, so so I when you say digital disruption, uh, I know what that means to us. Okay. Uh, mm -hmm. and, and correct me if you agree with my definition of what digital disruption or digital, yeah, digital disruption. I think you said that in the beginning of the interview. So yeah. um, digital disruption is um, you're, you're based out of New York City, so I'll use New York as an example. Yep. Uh, the yellow cab industry has been disrupted by Uber. Okay, mm -hmm. So they are digitally a, a downloadable app um, and Lyft as well. And you can get a car right to your front door whenever you, whenever you want it. Uh, mm -hmm. versus a yellow cap. That's mm -hmm. digital disruption. Uh, Amazon disrupting the brick and mortar retail space by ordering online, coming yeah. to your door. Is that is that the definition that you use? Yeah. I, yeah, I don't know if it can be described as just one thing, but I would say that is definitely the general idea. And actually, um, so this starting this year, we're actually kind of changing. So before my time there, we would go by digital disrupt talking all about, you know, technology is disrupting your industry. You need to be ready. But now it's kind of already here in, in some industries more than others. But for the most part, people are probably aware that technology is doing something to their industry. So what we're really trying to focus on now is not only the disruption, but transformation. So we're talking a lot about digital transformation when we talk about it. Um, so things like Uber and, you know, it's not, most people have heard of it by now, you know, it's so it's, it's not only, it's this thing that people can summon a car on their phone. Now it's okay. So what does it mean for your industry? Because this technology is here and it's not going away. And I think an example of that would be FinTech. We see FinTech is kind of just becoming a part of finance at this point. Most banks have a mobile app or things like that. Some are launching products that are digital only. Like a story we published just this morning was Goldman Sachs digital only uh, branch called Marcus. I think it had 35 billion deposits or something last in its Q4 report. So things like that, people are using it. So it's not going to go away. So it's more about okay, how, what does this mean for your industry, for you specifically, and how can you adapt to these technologies? So the term that you used was digital, say it again? Transformation. Okay, so. It's still digital disruption too, but that's just how we're kind of spinning it. That's fine. I think that digital disruption is what happens first. Yes. Becomes digital transformation. So now the industry is disrupted, and now you have to, meaning competitor, you have mm -hmm. to, you know, adapt your business to compete. Yeah. You have to transform. So mm -hmm. it's kind of maybe a step one is disruption. Yeah. Uh, and then, because I, I use the Uber example, a lot of cab companies in uh, competition with Uber have started doing some of their own apps. Yep. So that you have the ability to call a black car, for example, yep. on an app. Uh, so they're trying to, you know, compete uh, with yep. um, uh, other providers who are doing this this kind of stuff so yeah. you're when so when you write articles um you are obviously you say based on a report that maybe your organization is throwing out you're doing some stuff around that uh and then I, I, like for the next couple of days today is uh today is uh tuesday 
Um, so if it's a, like you have a calendar of stuff that you're writing for Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, um, how, do you, how do you piece this thing together and where do you make the time to do that great writing that you do and kind of put it together and you know, get the information and you know, research yeah. and the, tell us that process. I'm sh- I'd like to have a little bit more time. Um, some days yeah. are busier than others. I mean, sometimes stuff just comes up or maybe, you know, um, it's definitely happened where all of a sudden we're like, all the buttons are broken on some of the pages. So whatever I'm doing is paused because we have to fix all the buttons because at the end of the day for our business, if people can't subscribe or if they can't buy, then it's for nothing. So there's definitely stuff like that that comes up. Um, and I have certain things that I do every day. Um, for example, publishing these morning stories. Um, some of it is a little bit manual work because it's, it's a story that they've already written. So once I can get through that, um, and I will develop the copy on my own for what I want to post on our social channels. Um, but I have to kind of get through a couple things in the morning and then in the afternoon, that's where I'll have time. Um, so it's kind of on a day-to-day basis. I would like to do a little bit of writing every day, but it's more of and I do a little bit of writing every day for our social channels and for our newsletter. But in terms of longer form articles, it's a couple times a week. But I would like to do a little bit more. So you're doing then snippets, uh, well, in my wording, a short paragraph on the newsletter that on, mm-hmm. based on something that somebody else wrote. And mm-hmm. you're getting that and you're putting that into social media channels You kind of to drive traffic, right? Yep for pay subscriptions and, and, and the like. Yep. That, okay. Um, that, that makes sense. So you, do you have to, do you have a editor process like the newspaper industry does and the, 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 um, TV channels do and radio where you have to submit what you, your, your paragraph or two to somebody for approval? Um, when I first started kind of, but, um, my Not manager and I have a pretty good relationship. So now they trust you? Is that it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so if you see anything wild on the newsletter, that was all me. Uh, no, so I mean, he's busy too. So if there's something I'm not sure about, his his background is also in writing. So if there's something I'm not sure about, or early on I used to have him read through everything, now it's pretty much like, okay, he trusts that I can get it out there, which is- You've been there, you've been, how long have you been doing this uh, at, at Business Insider? Uh, a little under a year. So yeah, so I would say I'm on, I guess the newer side for the, for the marketing team there, but I've been in content for about five years. But you've been writing, yeah, you've been doing that for a while, right? So, so this is your full-time gig. This is your job, Mm -hmm. right? Uh, and then do you do any other writing? Um, you know, your blogging, your creative stuff, like, you know, on Mm -hmm. the side for you, you know, but yeah, you have your own website. Um, it's, uh, Shayla Dolan right? Uh, dot com. It is. Um, yeah. So it's spelled with a, a S H E, right? L A H. Yep. Shayla, but it's, it's, it's read out like Sheila. Uh, yeah. It's uh, Gaelic. Right. Right. Uh, Sheila com. So what, what else do you do on the writing side apart from your, your day gig? So I think I mentioned this to you before, but my first role in content um, when I came down to New York City was as a content writer for a marketing agency. So there I was, it was all writing all the time. Um, So it was a lot, a lot, a lot of blogs and website content for a lot of our clients would do complete website redesign. So anything that you would see on their site 
in terms of capabilities or services about us, um, case studies, and then a lot of focus on blogs, as well as when they wanted to go deeper into certain topics, um, writing eBooks and white papers for them. Mm -hmm. So I did that for a couple of years. So through just maintaining relationships um, with some people over there, uh, as well as, I guess, just learning how to write blogs pretty efficiently. Um, sometimes I still sort of on an ad hoc basis, I'll freelance for the most part, blogs, occasionally case studies and eBooks, um, sort of as people approach me. So uh, every other weekend, maybe I could be writing. Um, so. Oh, okay, so you, you actually, I'm assuming you enjoy the writing yeah. aspect of it um, uh, because that's what you do. Believe it or not, a lot of people do stuff they don't enjoy, right? So uh, <laughs> I've done that too, so. Yeah, yeah me too. Not now, but uh, I, yeah. I, I have in, in the past. Um, talking a little bit about uh, uh, the content writing and the, the, the discussions that we have in the marketing circles around uh, content writing for lead gen. Mm -hmm. And uh, this is a very important topic for marketers, for salespeople. <clears throat> we write a blog, it's on our website. And that blog is in a couple of different industries, healthcare, technology, software. So using our company as an example, there's, uh, there's, there's two schools of thought around blog writing. And do you blog write around lead gen, meaning that if you're, a, let's say, a marketing sales company, do you write articles on how to generate leads, how to close a sale, how to get an appointment, how to find the right prospects, kind of around your business and you're educating people, providing them value, and hopefully they take some of those nuggets and they do something with it? Or do you write content so you can drive lead gen so they can get to your in, you know, inbound leads, fill out a form and you can call them? Or do you do a, uh, the second approach, which is to write industry content? So if we're in healthcare technology and software, as an example, using our company, so that our listeners hopefully can uh, use this for them, that do you write articles around technology? Let's say um, uh, we're in healthcare, so we write articles around uh, the the um, the challenge of uh, telemedicine, for example. The growth mm -hmm. of telemedicine is growing, but it's not growing as fast. And the reason it's not growing as fast because of these three or four challenges with provider networks, hospitals, doctors, clinics, things like that. That's an industry blog. We're writing something about the space not necessarily pitching our services for a lead gen purpose, but there's two ways to do it, making yourself a subject matter expert, hopefully I'm not throwing too much out of you, your SME, versus SME on the business side of your business. So where do you stand yeah. on content writing, um, you know, industry vertical specific, educate SME, you're in this space, or talk about your business, your widget, providing value to people that pulls mm -hmm. them in? I think there's a way to do both. Um, I think providing value is the most important thing. I don't, I think you're going to lose people right away if you come out the gate talking about yourself. But I think, especially because most people are probably ultimately going to get to your blog by searching for it hopefully if you you like i said i'm not an expert in seo but i typically will partner with someone who kind of guides me um with using the right seo terms and helping us rank and for the most part for a company 
unless you're an absolutely massive company that people are going to your website, people are probably going to find you because they search for a topic and your blog might come up. Um, so you can be talking about an industry issue. And I think that helps you position yourself as a thought leader, even if it doesn't necessarily get someone to buy right then it's still okay. They, they seem to know what they're talking about. Maybe they come back to you again when they're, you know, reading up on something else about the industry. I think as long as you're being helpful, I like to try to be solving a problem. If, if you're not solving a problem, at least sort of identifying the problem, helping people realize that maybe they have a problem because at the end of the day, you want to be the solution. You want them to realize that you are the solution to their problem. So there's different levels of that. So identifying the problem. So um, the marketing agency that I worked for, pretty much all of our clients were engineering or industrial manufacturing. So, so some of the problems are quite specific, but it could be that this very specific type of machinery is leaking or something like that. And it's the con the blog is how to tell if your machine is leaking or something, something that people might be searching for. Um, they stumble upon your blog. And so you're helping them identify the problem. Maybe another blog is four ways to, I don't know, do preventative maintenance on that machine or something like that. And you can sort of be plugging yourself at the bottom. Oh, by the way, that's what we do. Call us here. Or if you'd like to see recent projects that, that we've done, check our case studies, guiding people to other parts of your website. But I think there's ways to, you know, then if there's something big that happens in the industry, you could do sort of just a news post, again, sort of plugging yourself at that bottom. I think a blog, really, you can make it what you want. Um, but I do always try to be helpful first. Yeah, I think that what I'm trying, I'm trying to become a little bit more black and white here. It sounds like you're, you lean more, correct me if I'm wrong, okay, that you lean more toward the value uh, presentation of content yeah. in a particular, let's say, industry and sharing and making you, what I get, I use the subject matter expert word you use, what is the word you use? A thought leader? Uh, thought leadership. Right, right. You make yourself a thought leader or SME in that particular industry, and then that person, people will find you at some point um, through your blog or online or what have you, do some kind of search term, and then land on your business and then maybe contact yeah. you versus they will use the electrical manufacturing people you were talking about, the engineers, them saying, okay, we're putting out this article about these three or four machines that, that are used in, in manufacturing of clothing. Uh, and these are the machines that we've determined to be the best. Oh, and by the way, uh, one of these machines, we are the distributor for yeah. uh, reach out to us, but these yeah. other three machines are pretty good. <laughs> yeah. So, I've definitely so. done that. And, and, okay. and okay. I think, I think you should be helpful more of course at the end of the day you want business but I've written things where there's it's a bulleted list of like you said machines or solutions or tips or something and maybe we only offer one of them but you're still showing that you're trying to help them mm -hmm. you know it, it makes you more trustworthy it shows that you know what you're talking about and if they're a match then then they're a match but not 100% pushing yourself all the time, but trying to be helpful. Yeah. And uh, one of the things that, um, that we also suggest when you're writing blog content is uh, when it's industry specific, let's just say as an example, healthcare technology is as a, let's say electronic medical records, you write the article, you put a link to um, a place on your website as an example, 
of where that industry vertical is. And you also may put a link to an article at Business Insider Intelligence about something that was written in, along the lines of what you're writing. Uh, yeah. and that also kind of helps with a being a thought leader, subject matter expert, but also with SEO, um, mm -hmm. it helps to build mm -hmm. that inbound kind of marketing. Would it just, mm -hmm. Does that make sense? And I think you, yeah, and wanting other people to link to you is great. So whenever we, so, and that happens by putting out good content, I think. If we don't have a concerted SEO team that's doing all the backlinking and whatnot. So if, if authoritative publications can cite us, like how you quoted my article, uh, that right, right. is all helpful if you can get cited elsewhere. Right, right. And, um, and yeah, exactly. And sharing it and linking it and doing yeah. the, um, the keyword hashtags, all that kind of stuff to mm -hmm. drive uh, content. Um, I think that most companies uh, are writing content to, I mean, listen, at the end of the day, they're in business to make money. They want to generate yeah. traffic. They want to get leads. They want to get phone calls. Okay. So that's, that's just called it the way it is. Sure. They want to provide value and instruction, but they, they, they want the phone to ring. They wouldn't do it. I otherwise. thought it was because everyone loved reading my blogs. <laughs> yeah, I actually do. I actually, I actually, the stuff that that's you one person. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We'll just start to, it, it'll grow from now on. Um, so uh, it, it, it's an interesting um, way to, to generate, you know, inbound, inbound. Yeah. Um, so I, I guess um, when you, um, when you're not, when you're not doing the, the, the blogging and all that kind of stuff, you're writing, you're not doing your side stuff, you know, what are you doing to, to decompress? What, you know, what, when you're out of the office and you're not writing, what, what are you doing? I actually play volleyball a lot. Uh, I played uh, wow. I played volleyball in college, um, and so on the weekends and on weeknights, I play in tournaments, uh, sometimes like cash tournaments, um, mm -hmm. to win. So our team has won money a couple times. Um, so I do that a lot. Um, I also like to read. I like to go to concerts. Uh, I haven't been to any very recently because my wallet was hurting a little bit because I went a lot the year before, but. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I would say volleyball though is and and I recently picked up basketball again. I haven't played since high school, so it was a little rusty. But uh, so I try to work out and get myself moving, doing something. It's nice to not just for exercising or whatever, but it's nice to do something where you're not looking at a screen all the time. So it's it's nice to like take an hour and play in a volleyball game or a basketball game and be doing something analog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do some, you know, you know, paper. You know, yeah. uh, paper. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we still use paper. I know you said you use a... Um, I have a planner. I, I have a written planner where I everything. So if I forget it one day and someone asks, what are you doing on Thursday? I have no idea. I, I don't know because I write it down and then I just I delete it from my brain. So Some of us here are old enough to know what Franklin Covey was. Okay, so um, I don't know if you, you even know what that is. I don't know what that is. Yeah, yeah. So that our listener is going to say, "Oh, the ones who know what that is, you know, yeah, I know what that is." He doesn't know what that is. That's good. That's good. That's good. Uh, it was a um, a high end planner for business people that was like okay. hundreds of bucks. You know, it was you know, yeah, it was like this thick and it yeah. had tabs in it. It was like you know, it was a really high end planner back in the day. And I'm dating myself. Status symbol. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so when you're, uh, I guess, when you're doing. Um, your articles and your reading stuff, you're getting a lot of feeds across your desk, you know, across your email and, you know, you, you, because you're, you're a writer and you're writing for, you know, business publication. Uh, what, 
what industries do you see, if, if you look at it this way, things that you see happening that uh, are fascinating that you may see opportunity in from a business perspective? Um, I'll give you a very, I'm going to feed you an example so you understand what, where, where my head is at. Uh, right now, there's a shortage of, of drivers for trucks, right? Because of the Amazon effect. Right. A lot of, you know, a lot of packages are being delivered now. Right. So there's a shortage of long haul drivers. There's also a shortage to some extent of the last mile drivers. I just wrote an article about that. Last there week. you go. Right. Right. So something that we've been tracking for the last year and a half, two years. So there's an opportunity in the marketplace for some uh, people to buy a couple of trucks. Now you got to find the drivers now. Some other issue, but get the trucks, get the drivers, and then get contracts and do short last mile, um, you know, transportation, assuming the numbers work and you can make money doing it. Okay. I don't think there's a lot of money in that industry per se for what I just said. All right. But again, it is an opportunity there to start a business. Um, so that's what, so feeding you that, giving you a sense of where I'm going, all the stuff you see, um, where do you see potential opportunities for our listeners say, you know what? That's a good business opportunity. I'm going to look at that. Maybe something's going on there. In terms of launching a new business, I'm not, I would say that like the crowdsource delivery is a big thing that we see, okay. um, kind of like Postmates or Delive. So not necessarily truck drivers, but um, like couriers. Um, there's a lot of the, that's what the article that I wrote. Um, there's a lot of those that we see popping up internationally and in all different ways of doing it. Um, whether it's people riding their bike in a city or some, even someone is going on vacation somewhere internationally and agrees to carry someone's package on a plane and take it to the other country. There's a lot of that. Um, I was going to say, I don't know how this fits in for launching a new business, but an important consideration I would think that we're seeing a lot of is voice integration with all of the smart speakers. Like I would say if you have any sort of technology, um, looking into like having it be, uh, function with Google home and Amazon Alexa, um, we're seeing like tons and tons of people not necessarily buying on not not using the speaker to purchase something, but a lot of people are building grocery lists and to-do lists with the speaker and they're verbally searching for products. So I think anything that you can do to make it easier for people to do that, because smart speaker penetration just keeps growing, especially after the holiday season, it feels like everyone got one for Christmas. Um, so anything there with voice, I think is going to become essential. So um, smart speaker integration. Yeah. So if you're a, meaning um, uh, uh, I'll use a local liquor store. I'm not, mm -hmm. I'm not a drinker, so bad example. But no, uh, um, a local liquor store, Joe's Liquor Store, you would try to get your service, your, your, your retail establishment um, into that system so that somebody say, yeah, send me uh, three bottles of Chardonnay blah, 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 and then they order it, it goes right to Joe's, Joe's has it delivered. Something like that. Yeah. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. yeah. I would have to do a little bit more research and see the actual, like, I'm not sure if it's just uh, open APIs or what, what the back end works, um, but more and more and more, like thousands of apps and such are integrating with those. Um, 
And a lot of it also would have to do with like SEO. It really comes back to content too for that. Because if you're asking Alexa, where can I buy wine? It's kind of doing a, it's doing a Google search or an internet search. I don't know if it uses Google or Bing, but um, so your SEO rankings are going to help in voice too, which more people are searching on. That's very interesting. Yeah. I don't, I, don't um, I have, I have certain qualms about Alexa. Okay. So I don't uh, have one either. I get it. Yeah. <laughs> A technology kind of writer person. Yeah. No, there's uh, only data breaches every other day. So yeah. So I'm a little, you know, but it got me thinking of, you know, my friends who have Alexa and, uh, and saying going to their house and kind of doing some searches on companies and say, uh, search terms. Let's say, um, uh, uh, Alexa, give me the best, um, email, uh, business email subscription service, business to business and see what comes up. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. right. You, you would hope. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. uh, and they'll say Amazon. No, no probably. <laughs> right. But something like that, just, uh, yeah. Your thoughts on that. Yeah. And well, especially because the latest trend in smart speakers is that they're actually I guess they're more smart devices now. They're not just speakers because it seems like pretty much all of them are rolling out a version that has a screen on it. Mm -hmm. So you can talk to it, but then you can go over and click whatever you want to click. So, you know, you might say, Alexa, what's the weather going to be? And then you look over and it has, you know, the visual of the weather. So I think the same thing would be true. It makes it easier to buy something because if you say, Alexa, where should I go get a bottle of red wine and then the Google maps or something comes up and then you go over and you click it. It just makes it that much more important because they're trying to flood the ecosystem basically. And they're there. It's not just a smart speaker. It's the smart ecosystem with multiple smart devices and they're making it easier for them to talk to each other. So you can really just be talking to yourself in your house and all your stuff is doing what you're asking it to. Um, so yeah. as much as you can integrate with things like that, you're just going to, Put yourself in an advantage, I would say. And I wonder if um, if it's really the smart speaker kind of, you know, smart speaker intelligence, uh, I guess the software and, and also the consumers, are they going to be searching from home for B2B stuff versus B2C stuff? Yeah. Like food, uh, send me, give me, a, give me a, the best plumber, give me yeah. a, versus like, you know, me being home, relaxing. And I'm a business owner, let's just say, and, I, and I'm just trying to do some stuff on my laptop. What are the percentages of that business, sale, business owner saying, give me the best B2B business yeah, email sure. service? Yeah, it's probably very, very small, right? Yeah. It seems like it would be mostly consumer. I, 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 I would agree because right now with, um, with a lot of services for companies, uh, the trends are that the companies are looking for vendors um, typically during business hours and they're usually in offices, right? You know, they're not, some of them are at home. It's just some of them doing working at home as well. They're doing stuff after hours, you know, they, they, that happens, but it's not, it's not the norm. When you look at the data, it's high in like Monday through Friday, you know, uh, let's yeah. say eight to 7 PM office location, computer, that kind of stuff versus, you know, um, at home mobile device, um, you know, that, that kind of stuff. So, but, but that, that could, that could change and you could yeah. be ahead of the curve if you're in there yeah. early 
and then they start to find the head of disruption. Exactly, you're already there. Yeah. You know, so, so the question becomes: What does it cost to get in there? Is there yeah, value? Worth it. Yeah. Right. Is it worth it um, to be there? I don't know. I don't know enough about it, but that's hopefully our listeners, and I'm going to be thinking about that as well. Yeah. If you do know, let us know. Is there yeah. opportunity uh, there as well? So uh, I'm going to do the lightning round oh, uh, okay. questions here toward to wrap up our interview. And um, so tell us about your coffee habits, uh, hot or cold. Oh, they're getting worse. Cold. I had it was like ten degrees today, and I had a nice coffee this morning. It's because I'm from New England. Ah, hey. Okay. Uh, favorite food? Burritos, I think. Oh wow, burritos. Yeah. Um, uh, are they spicy or not spicy? I like spicy. Spicy. Okay. Yeah. Uh, hot dog, mustard, or ketchup? <sighs> okay, I'm a weird person who didn't really like condiments until recently. I would say mustard. Okay. All right. That's good. Uh, burgers, ketchup or plain? Okay. If it came with ketchup on it, I would eat it, but I wouldn't go get up to go get the ketchup and put it on my burger. So <laughs> probably plain. I gotcha. Pizza? Yes. <laughs> Flavor? <laughs> right, right, yeah. Uh, well, see, you're, 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 like I said, you're in New York. You in New York can get all types of stuff on pizza. Yeah. <laughs> you know, anything on pizza. So what is your, what is your go-to choice when you want something on the pizza? Um, okay, I'm probably going to get a lot of hate for saying that I enjoy Hawaiian pizza, but <laughs> since you're from Staten Island, I have to mention that I went to Danino's. Have you been? I went last week. Um, but uh, is that on, uh, Victory Boulevard, uh, Forest Avenue? Uh, I think so. Okay. Okay. It was really good. I got, uh, the garbage pizza, I think, which had like sausage, mushroom, onion, and pepperoni. It was really good. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, Hawaiian pizza. You could people just say ah, that that yeah. that ham and that pineapple. I don't know. I like Hawaiian pizza though, so that we're good there. I uh, thought it was disgusting, and then I I seriously woke up one day and I was like, actually, this is good. So <laughs> it's the sweet and the sour. Yeah, pie. I like it. Yeah, anything that's sweet and sour in hot food tends to work out okay. Yeah. Uh, so Apple or Android? Apple. Apple, okay. Uh, PC or Mac, obviously. I am a Mac now. I My dad is PC till he dies, so growing up, it was always PC, but now I have a Mac, sadly. So if you, if you can go anywhere today and money is not the option, neither is time, where would you go? I would love to take a trip to, like, Japan, somewhere totally different. Okay, so some of the Asian... Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, sushi? Yes. Okay, a lot. probably why. I don't eat sushi. But that's probably why. <laughs> there you go. Sushi yeah, a lot. Yeah, yeah. Japan. I made, made the connection. Um, hot or cold weather? Um, I could do both, but I guess I'll say cold because I live up here, but I'm kind of neutral. If it was never cold again, that would be fine too. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, and wristwatch. I saw you have one, right? Mm -hmm. Apple Watch, okay? I have the Apple Watch, uh, yeah. Uh, so for books, Kindle or paperback? Um, both. I prefer paperback, but I did get a Kindle a couple of years ago, and it's actually super convenient on the train because it's small enough that I can do with one hand if I'm holding on a pulse. So I do like it for that. And I can rent library books on it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like yeah. This. 
So it's hard to do that with when I'm flipping the pages and I'm about I'm falling into people. So I, there's a time and place for both. Okay, okay. Uh, podcast. Do you listen to podcasts? Um, not this one. Well, yeah, I of course. I haven't gotten I, the one that I listen to sometimes is Stuff You Should Know from HowStuffWorks.com. Um, but I'm not really like a religious podcast reader. When you're listening to podcasts, is it when you're working out or when you're traveling on the train or what have you? Um, or home. It's, I, it's really not enough that I do it. It'll be like if I'm doing like a monotonous task where like I have to be updating links or something like that, then maybe for like a little bit at work, but I, I really don't listen to them enough. <laughs> Playing in the background kind of thing, kind yeah. of. Okay. I got I it. Actually, actually, this is, a, that's a, a complete lie. A couple mornings I started listening to, so I majored in Spanish in college and I have lost a little bit of it since. So I've been listening to Buenos Dias America in the morning sometimes because it's a news recap of the day before. I forgot. That's a recent thing that I started doing. Um, so on my morning commute, cause it's the episode is about the same amount that it takes me to commute. So just sort of brushing up because then when you hear the events, you have a better idea of what they're talking about instead of just having no idea. So trying to brush up on my Spanish. Uh, okay. <laughs> gotcha. New car or used or no car at all? Uh, no car currently. <laughs> uh, okay. Rental car if I need one. Right, right. No, I gotcha. You're in the city. Dog, cats, neither, or goldfish? I am a cat person, which is also polarizing, um, but I don't currently have a pet. I would like to get a pet soon. Um, and it's a debate if it's going to be a cat or a dog. I would ha I would like both, but um, no pet currently. No pet currently, but cat person. Got it. I am a cat person. Okay. But um, dogs are growing on me. <laughs> yeah. I actually have a third uh, job, like a, a very, very slight side gig where I dog sit occasionally. So I'm a part-time dog owner, rarely. You can but, see so. different dogs and, and you yeah. can see the ones that you may yeah, want. So to like, okay. I, they're growing on me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, movies in the theater or streaming? <sighs> streaming. I like going to the movies but I honestly haven't I go maybe like twice a year like I just don't go and I would like to go more but for the most part I'm streaming them <laughs> excellent well that's our uh, lightning round session and I want to thank uh, Shayla Dolan uh, the head of content at Business Insider Intelligence for being with us uh, thank you so much uh, thank you for me. Uh, you're welcome. I really enjoyed the conversation, provided some great content uh, to our listeners, and hopefully they'll uh, investigate some of the stuff and uh, write articles and uh, in the right way so they can get some inbound leads and also mm -hmm. look up the, your email newsletter as well, and hopefully they'll go to Business Insider Intelligence and, and sign up for the free newsletter. they got great content there. We get it every day in our organization. We don't read every single article. We only read one that are, you know, that are relevant to us. Uh, but it's great content summarized by uh, by Shayla, and uh, you can you can hear this uh, podcast on on uh, Stitcher and also on YouTube. A uh, five star it if you liked it. Please share it with your friends and family. Uh, let them know that it exists. Thank you so much for being with us. Thank you.